Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew, and my name is Anna. And you're listening to the Culips English podcast. Welcome back to Culips. You're listening to Chatterbox, our series for intermediate and advanced English learners that features natural, unedited conversations between native speakers about. Compelling topics, or trending current events, or even hot issues. And today, I'm joined by my co-host Anna. Hello, Anna. Hi, Andrew, and hello to all the listeners as well. Thanks for joining us for an English study session today. How's it going, Andrew? What's our topic going to be today? The topic for today's episode is brain drain, and we'll get into what that means exactly in just a moment. But as a little spoiler, essentially, brain drain occurs when the smartest and the most talented workers in your country leave to go to greener pastures, and as a result, it means that you lose the best and the brightest your country has to offer. Well, at the same time, some other country gains the best and the brightest that your country has to offer. I love that expression you just used there, Andrew. Actually, to to leave for greener pastures—that's an idiom, guys—and it means to leave for a more promising or better situation, right, Andrew? Yeah, that's exactly right. The word pasture means, well, it's like a field of grass. You know where animals can graze, where animals can eat grass, and so you could imagine cows or sheep eating grass in a field, and we'd call that field a pasture. And so, just like a farmer wants to find the best food for his animals, people in life we want to find the best resources for us as well, right? And so that means that sometimes people leave their home country to go look. For the best opportunities that are available to them, and that's the brain drain in a nutshell. And we'll be talking more about that in just a moment, everyone. But before we do, we want to let you know that there is a study guide and a transcript for this episode that you can follow along with to really maximize what you learn with this episode. And everyone, we make study guides and transcripts for all our episodes, and they are designed by our team of expert English teachers to help you build your English skills and reach your English learning goals faster. To become a Culips member and get unlimited access to all our study guides, plus some great bonuses like invitations to our monthly live streams, visit culips.com and sign up. We'd also like to give a shout out to one of our listeners from Belarus, named Daria, who left us a five star rating and a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Anna, could you read the review for us, please? Absolutely. So, Daria, you wrote, "I came across this podcast three months ago, and some days I can listen to three episodes in a row." Wow. It features interesting topics and has an amazing sense of teaching. I love these guys and recommend this podcast to all my friends. It is more than just a learning English podcast. Thank you. You are really cool. Thumbs up emoji. Wow! Thanks so much, Daria, for that review. We're really, really happy that you're learning a lot with us. Yeah, totally. And I love that you think that it's more than just a learning English podcast, Daria. That makes me really happy to hear, because although 
at the heart of what we do here at Qlips is English education. We believe that you should learn English through really engaging content that you find fascinating. And if it fascinates you, then learning doesn't feel like a chore. So that comment is music to my ears, and we're happy to have you be a part of the Qlips community. But with that being said, Anna, I think we can get started with our main topic for today. And in this episode, we're talking about the brain drain. Now, Anna, we're not talking about that feeling that you get after you finish writing a big test or something, right? <laughs> When you feel like drained. Maybe you could explain that joke that, <laughs> that I'm making. Like, what does it mean to feel drained if you feel drained after writing a big test, for example? It feels like all of a sudden, maybe you've had loads of preparation for a big test, for example, or maybe you've had a really, really busy and long day. And at the end of the day, you just feel completely drained. There's no energy left. Um, it's like your energy has been completely depleted and you've had to use a lot of concentration or focus for something. And then your concentration has peaked and now you crash afterwards. That's probably how I would describe the feeling of feeling drained. But that's not the drained that we're talking about today. We're talking about brain drain. And in this context, brain refers to smart people or highly educated people or very talented people, maybe intellectuals or technicians or scientists or professors, doctors, nurses, all of these very trained, very educated people. So that is what brain means. And here drain means to go from one area to another area. So when we're talking about brain drain, then it means that we have these very talented, educated people and they're leaving from one city to go to another city, maybe from the countryside to the big city in a country, or it could be international brain drain. You could be going from uh, one country to another country. And this is a big issue these days around the world. Uh, I know in Canada, it's an issue. Also in my second home here of South Korea, it's a big issue. And so I thought we would discuss it. And we're going to get into it and talk about some of the reasons why brain drain occurs and some of the problems that are side effects of brain drain as well. Anna, I know we're not economists, right? We're just English teachers. So we're going to try and do our best to have uh, an insightful conversation about this topic. But guys, if you're listening and you're an economist, please don't judge us too harshly. We're going to try and do our best, <laughs> but, but we, we can't make any promises that we're going to do this topic justice, but we will do our best. And Anna, I was thinking that we could start maybe by brainstorming about the brain drain and uh, maybe compiling a list about some of the reasons which could push a highly educated person to leave their city or to leave their country and to look for a new opportunity in greener pastures. And I think this should be fairly straightforward because there are probably like hundreds of different reasons why someone could leave. But what are some of the reasons that maybe pop into your head? 
probably most people would think economic reasons. So getting a higher salary or, or earning more would probably be the biggest driver that most people would think about. But maybe it could be the taxes are better in a different place. Maybe the weather's better or the conditions, the quality of life is better in a certain place. That might push somebody to um, a highly educated person to move. Or maybe their work conditions are better. Let's think about the example of a doctor. For example, in the UK, doctors are really, really stressed, a lot of doctors. And mm. there are opportunities in other countries where you can have working conditions that are much better. Maybe you work less, but you earn more. Wow, that's a no-brainer, right? So that can definitely be a big push for, for the brain drain. Maybe your home country isn't the best place for your skill set. Let's take the example of English teachers. I'm going to find it difficult to find a job in the UK. For example, there's not much demand for English teaching in the UK. Well, not as much as in other countries, for example. But actually, Andrew, I'm really interested because you mentioned about, about Canada, that this is a big issue there. And mm. it would be really interesting to find out from you some of these examples about the situation there, because it definitely Canada wasn't one of the countries that popped into my head when I was thinking about the brain drain. So it would be great for us to know a little bit more about, about that. We'd love to hear what's going on in Canada. Yeah, well, it's an interesting issue in Canada because of our fabulous neighbors to the south, the Americans. So <laughs> as most people know from looking at the map, Canada and America share a big border, and we're also culturally very similar, right? We have uh, the same language, we have a very similar culture, we're familiar with each other. So often when I travel to America, people don't even know that I'm Canadian, I can just blend right in. So, you know, being in the States is very comfortable for Canadians. And these days, the American dollar is doing very well. And the Canadian dollar is doing not as hot. And I think many people around the world can maybe feel this in their country as well. These days, the dollar is really high and other global currencies are not doing as well. So just in that point alone, if a Canadian can go to the United States to work and make American dollars instead of Canadian dollars, well, that's going to be like making more money, even if your salary was exactly the same. Let's say mm. you could make, just for example, $30 an hour in Canada or $30 an hour in America getting paid in American dollars, well, it's like a no-brainer that you'd want to get paid in American dollars because that's almost, I don't know, an extra 25% that you would make at the end of the day. So it's a fantastic bonus for your bottom line. It's, it's great. And so because I think of the cultural similarities between Canada and the States, it's really very tempting for many Canadians to leave to go work in the USA. Now, most people can't do this, right? If you're just like a regular person, it's hard to go live in the States because, well, you need to get a work permit and a visa and all of these things, which are difficult for normal people to get. But if you are a very educated person or very skilled person, very talented person, then of course more opportunities are available to you. And one issue that is causing a lot of problems in Canada these days is that nurses are in high demand in the States. And in the United States, there is a private healthcare system. 
And I think everybody is familiar with the kind of very high costs that Americans have to pay for healthcare. In Canada, we don't have that system, and we have a public system which is supported by tax dollars. And because of that, it means that there is a limit to how much money nurses can make in Canada, and it's not too high. And also, because of this government healthcare system, there are some restrictions about how many nurses can be hired, and as a result, that can cause some pretty bad working conditions in Canada for nurses. So, Anna, just imagine you're a nurse in Canada, and you're not making great money. You're making okay money. It's a、mm-hmm. decent salary. It's definitely a livable wage, but it's not too high. But because of certain governmental hiring restrictions, for example, you have to work overtime every day. So you're pulling like twelve-hour shifts every day. You'd feel really tired, right, in that situation. I think maybe drained is a better word there to use. I think you would feel drained. Just to quote the one from there before, absolutely. And I, I think the nurse example is really good because I mentioned before about、um, healthcare workers in the UK as well. Because I imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, the UK has a similar healthcare system to Canada. It's free at point of access and taxpayer funded. Yeah, exactly. So we have a similar system. There's probably some small differences, but essentially the same in the UK and Canada. So okay, we have this image, right? You're an overworked and just sort of decently paid nurse in Canada, and then on top of that, let's say you're living in Edmonton, which is a city in northern Canada, and you're going to have really cold weather in Edmonton from about October until April. So a good chunk of the year is really cold and dark, but then, you know, down in the states, you hear a rumor like hospitals in California are hiring and they're gonna pay a hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year U.S. dollar salary, and your Canadian nursing accreditation. Your nursing degree is going to be accepted. You don't have to do any additional training, and you can go down and get a job in the states. And even those hospitals in the states are going to help you walk through the visa process and get you a work permit and all of these things. Well, this is happening, and many nurses are jumping on this opportunity. And I mean, I don't really blame them. You could go live in sunny California. You could make triple your salary. You don't have to do the overtime, and you get help with、uh, lots of different things. And I mean, California is a high tax state, so it's similar to Canada in that regard. However, there are different states, maybe Texas or Florida, where taxes are quite lower as well. So this is just one example of brain drain, and yeah,、uh, something that Canadian people are worried about. We're worried about like what happens if we have no nurses left. What are we going to do? How can we compete with these high American salaries? And yeah, it's a big conversation topic these days in Canada. Yeah, I was going to say my bag's already packed. Yeah, you don't need to. <laughs> you don't need to convince me. You had me sold on double your salary, sunny weather. My bag was packed, and this is a thing, isn't it? It's. For these types of people, it is a no-brainer, and I mentioned this sentence before, guys. A no-brainer—it's a noun, and it's just something that requires little or no thought. It's like it's so obviously a better option, unless you—I don't know—unless you were somebody that didn't want to move to California, maybe you wanted to stay in Canada or whatever. But really, it's like a no-brainer. Okay, I can 
increase my salary significantly. I'm going to have to work less. I'm going to have better conditions. No brainer. And this is the conflict, isn't it? Because for the person, it's great. I mean, you'd want to empower people to take that. I mean, if you can maximize your skills and maximize your income, then then great. But then there's also that conflict, isn't there, of that home country of how do they deal with that problem? How do they try and retain more people? That's a big question and very complex. How do they retain those people there? It's a really interesting issue that Canada has. I know that in in the UK, for example, there has been recently some interest in people who are scientists, for example, the ending of EU funding due to Brexit, and those people who are involved in research going to other places because now they're not able to access the same sort of funding. So there has been brain drain to other places in terms of those areas, things like research, which are really, really important as well. You know, it happens everywhere in lots of different contexts, as you said at the beginning, Andrew, but it really surprised me about the um, the case in Canada because it definitely wasn't the first thing that popped into my head. Another example of brain drain, and this is one that I don't know about as deeply, but that I have heard about, uh, especially my wife has shared some stories with me about this because she works in tech and here we're based in Seoul. So she's told me and she even has some friends. uh, So we know about this through personal experience, anecdotal, but personal experience of some of her friends from tech who have left Korea to go work in California for the big companies. I believe they call them Fang, Facebook, Amazon, (laughs) Apple, Netflix, or Google, Fang. What a horrible acronym. (laughs) It sounds awful (laughs) in English, Fang. It's really, it's really naff. Fang. And I think maybe there's a couple of uh, extra companies who have been added to that acronym, but Anyways, just imagine, again, another thought experiment. You are born in South Korea, educated in South Korea, and you work really hard. You learn English to a high level. You're a talented programmer, for example. And South Korea is notorious for its strict work culture. So you're working long hours for a Korean company. Maybe you have to do overtime. That's unpaid. You have very short vacations and your benefits are not really great, you could get a job at one of Korea's top companies because you're like the best of the best. You're very talented, uh, like we mentioned. But Korean companies, as good as they are and as respected as they are internationally, uh, they can't really compete with Google or Apple, these massive companies that are like at the top of the ladder, right? So if you are a skilled individual like this, and a company offers you, one of these FANG companies offers you a job in California, it's very, very tempting. They can pay more money. They can give you more benefits. You can put your English skills to use. And so as a result, I mean, like you said, Anna, it's a no-brainer. So a lot of people take that opportunity. Now, not everybody is going to do that. Some people maybe have a family that they want to stay in country for, and, you know, it's case by case. But a lot of people are going to jump on that opportunity, especially if they're young and they don't have roots placed down in the country yet. So that just means that you're sort of left with second-tier talent, right? All of your top-tier talent is gone, and you're left with second-tier talent, which means that you need to either replace it 
with top tier talent from other countries. So you open the door to immigration from other countries and hope that that can make up the difference. Or you just can't be as competitive. And maybe that's one of the reasons why we see companies like Apple and Google staying on top for so long, is they、mm. just have the power to attract the top talent from around the world.、Mm. And、uh, nobody else can compete with that. So, yeah, it's a really, I guess, global issue. And I think a lot of our listeners can probably relate to some of these stories. They could be like, hey, that's happening in my country too. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think the thing about brain drain as well is often it can be about a choice and, and jumping on an opportunity, as you said, but also it's out of necessity as well. For example, in Spain, there's a big problem with the rural areas here because they're extremely depopulated. Everybody moves to the city. If you want to find、mm. a job, you move to a city. You go to Madrid, you go to Barcelona, you go to Valencia, you go to Seville, you go to the cities. And so it's out of necessity, really, that people have to move. Because there's just not the same opportunities. And that's the question, isn't it? Is can you compete or do you have to find another way to try and address the issue? Because, like you said, these huge companies, these Fang, it, it sounds horrible. I, I don't know why, but Fang is just awful. But, well, whatever. They are, like you said, they are at the top. Can countries even compete with them? Probably not. So it's probably about being innovative and finding different ways to retain people and attract people. So, I think that's probably the better question. But sure, it's a, a, a global problem. I mean, globalization, I mean, people can move around, people can move wherever they want. They can go to Canada, to the USA, they can go from Seoul to California, they can go from India to the UK. I mean, everybody can move around everywhere, which is the beauty of it, but also there are consequences of that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Anna, I thought maybe we could wrap up here by talking about some of the problems caused by brain drain because we, we've mentioned a few of these, like an inability to compete, right? If you lose your top tier talent, then it's hard to be competitive. But there are some other issues. And guys, I had to Google to research about this. I, like I said, I'm not an economist, but I thought they were really interesting. And so I want to share a few of them here. So, One of the things that can happen as a result of brain drain is your country can lose a lot of tax revenue, which is fascinating to me because think about your top tier talent, right? Your doctors, your best programmers, your business leaders,、uh, your entrepreneurs. They are also the highest earners, right? So if suddenly all of your high earners leave your country, then you can't income tax them. <laughs> you can't get their tax、mm. revenue. And so that can end up、uh, hurting a country, of, of course.、Uh, like we've mentioned, it could lead to loss of new ideas and innovation.、Uh, I know this happens a lot. Like people will leave Canada to go to the USA, especially entertainers. This is a huge, huge problem in Canada. All of our best singers, our best movie stars, our best writers, our best comedians will get a little bit famous and then they'll go move to Hollywood. And suddenly、yeah. they're making movies in Hollywood,、uh, they're starting TV shows, and we have to watch them on American TV. We can't watch these shows on Canadian TV because Hollywood is just such a bigger, better market. Uh, so, we lose that innovation, that creative innovation when it comes、mm. to entertainment. You could also think about a citizen of a country 
as being a sort of investment, right? Every baby is an investment. And it seems weird to talk about people as being investments, but when we educate our citizens, that costs money, right? You have to pay, taxpayers have to pay for a child to be educated in the country from when they're young all the way through to their university training. And especially if you are like really, really smart, well, if you're really, really smart, maybe you will take part in the brain drain as soon as you finish high school, right? <laughs> you'll go to an American Ivy League school, or maybe you'll go to the UK. Maybe you'll go to Oxford or Cambridge or one of these high, high, high level universities. But maybe you will stay in your country for your university education as well. And maybe you'll get some government scholarships. So the government taxpayers are paying for your total education and then finally you finish, you're ready to enter the workforce, you're young, you're bright, you're talented, and then you're out of here and you go to a different country and work and you're not paying any taxes back into the local economy. So again, you could say like, oh, that's a bad investment, right? From a financial point of view. So yeah, I, I just read about some of these effects of brain drain and thought they were really fascinating. And I, I hadn't thought of them before, to be honest with you. So it was really interesting to think about. Yeah. And I think there's also the other part of that. Of, of course, there are issues with this, but there are positive things because people do tend to come back. I mean, I, that's a very general statement, but people can come back to their home country and then they bring back all of this knowledge, innovation, creation. So you can have the brain drain, but there are people that will return back. So, of course, when you're talking about people going to the best places to learn their topic, for example, or different universities, if in the future they come back, they're also going to bring back that, that wealth with them, not just in terms of money, but also in terms of knowledge. And maybe they start a company and there's that relationship too as well that in the future they, they could come back and bring all of that innovation and wealth with them. Yeah, absolutely. There's two sides to every coin. And we've been really looking at this issue from a negative perspective, but it doesn't always have to be negative. And that's a great counter argument to say that people can go abroad and gain more knowledge, more skills, more wealth, and then bring that back with them to their home country and improve their home country with that new knowledge and wealth. And uh, also you could say that maybe people go abroad and they work and then they send money home as well. Sure. So it's, it's not like it's a total loss and there's two sides to every coin, as we mentioned. Anna, maybe we should wrap things up here. It's also a little ironic that we are both brain drainers. What would you call somebody that is a part of the brain drain? Oh, I don't know. I guess a, a brain drainer. I don't know if I put myself in that category, though. I don't think I've got a very big brain. So I'll <laughs> maybe come up with a different term for me. But yeah, a brain drainer. <laughs> a brain drainer. Anna, you're being too humble because you're a great <laughs> educator. And, and uh, you know, Oof. you could be educating the the bright future young talent in the UK, but instead you've gone abroad. And I've made the same decision, right? I'm not educating Canadian citizens. And Canadian students, I'm over here helping Korean students and, of course, listeners around the world on Culips as well. So I think, yeah, maybe maybe you're not 100% a brain drainer, but we're at least 50% <laughs> brain drainers. <laughs> half and half, half and half. Half and half. 
Anyways, everyone, uh, we'll end this episode here. So thanks for listening and congratulations, as always, on completing some English listening practice today. And now we're going to throw things over to you. We'd like you to contribute to the conversation. And you can do that by leaving a comment on our website, qlips.com. We'd love to know what you think about brain drain. Has it affected you personally? Has it affected your country? Or maybe you even benefit from brain drain like I do. And maybe Anna does. <laughs> We're unsure about that. <laughs> Let's keep the conversation going on our website. We can't wait to hear what you think. If you like Qlips, please support us so we can keep making free English lessons each and every week. The best way to support us is by becoming a Qlips member. To learn the details and to sign up, visit our website, qlips.com. You can also support us by following us on Instagram or YouTube, telling your friends who are learning English to check Qlips out, or by leaving us a five-star rating and positive review on your favorite podcast app. We'll be back soon with another new episode and we'll talk to you then. Goodbye. Bye.